Hey friends, welcome to this month's edition of PC's Connections. As always, Pastor Noel is here with me. How are you doing, Pastor Noel? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? Doing well. I think the last time, and we're, we're taking a little bit of a hiatus, but we're going to combine August and September into one because August was kind of a blur, and uh, you had a call and uh, returned that, so maybe talk us through something that uh, made you say, I, I need to stay. Um, well, it was to Oatana, and it was a congregation that had been served by the same pastor for 30 years, and they're really kind of right in the middle of not quite sure what they wanted to be. And there are a lot of reasons, but one of them was that I didn't want to step in the middle of something when they're not quite totally together as to what kind of congregation they wanted to be. And I think the other thing is just, you know, as we're detailing each month, so many different things going on here, so many things change, so many things new, that it would be really tough to, well, frankly, dump all that on you and then just trot out of town. Yeah, we uh, we have our bromance here and, and we need to keep that going. So yeah. I like that. Uh, we're talking this month about change, communication, and obviously one of the ways we're communicating with all of you listeners right now is via the podcast. But Pastor Noel, take us back maybe uh, 15 uh, to 16 years. You're starting out in the ministry what were some ways that uh, you had to communicate or means you used to communicate in your church and comment on how that has changed throughout your ministry and especially here at uh, Shepherd of the Hills? Well, let's see, it was 2002. I wrote a lot of letters. Those were, that was pen and paper? Yeah, paper, and you put it in the mail, and there's a stamp and all that good stuff. I actually remember when uh, Jerry Quaife was his name, helped me set up my first email. And I was just enthralled, like, wow, this is so cool. Um, AOL or Hotmail? Uh, no, it actually is still the one that I prime. My primary one now is still, I'm that guy who still uses Yahoo. So, okay. Um, so, one, you know, once we had that, we used it quite a bit. But there are just so many limitations. I think about a time on Christmas Eve in, in Ohio, there's a really bad ice storm. And it knocked out all the power. So I had to run to church, grab the directory, run home, and spend the next 45 minutes calling members saying, uh, you'll receive a call from me or someone by. So I spent four hours on Christmas Eve contacting members. Well, the power did come back on. So we had to run to go through again, as opposed to now, you know, we we're just talking about something else with, uh, you know, send out a notification, uh, an email will go out, a text, phone call, you know, all the different kind of stuff. It was, it was easier because it was simpler, uh, but not nearly as effective. Thinking of uh, communication here at Shepherd of the Hills, uh, you, you started out again, how many members are here when you came? It's so hard to say. I, I would guess around 300, actually, maybe not on the books, but 300 actual members. And we're kind of pushing high 700, 800s yeah. now. Maybe uh, talk a little bit about what are some of our blessings and struggles as we try to communicate uh, as an office, as pastors with 800 people. Getting everybody on the same page, uh, obviously, is, is a big issue. Um, and, and maybe we'll talk about the, the struggles first. I think the other thing is we're just inundated. You know, I, I go to football practice. I check my text and email, and I'm like, well, I, I was only gone two hours. And now, you know, you know, herbal this, I can buy it. But then just members reaching out about things. So it's tough to stand out in a field where there's so much going on. Uh, we got to be careful that we aren't just like, 
uh, someone left their purse, blasted to the whole congregation. And then two minutes later, you know, uh, Pastor Clark has a hangnail. Can you please pray for him? So finding ways that we can get the information people need to them. And then, you know, communication obviously both works both ways. You know, if I'm talking and they're not listening, nothing's getting through. So finding the best ways to communicate with people. I, I think the positive is that people want to connect. Um, you can just see that now, especially after all the junk from the last year and a half. You know, you walk around the narthex and people love, you know, connecting. Um, but I think also the other one is there's a way of connecting, but is it really connecting if you and I are just texting? I mean, maybe it's different with you and me, but connecting, but not just behind screens, if that makes sense. Well, I got you. I got you. That's a lost art. Uh, you know, we're living in a world where people, uh, yeah, my uh, girlfriend broke up with me via text. Uh, there was the... Oh, like my son? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was dumped via text, too, oh, so he got, got what he deserved. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that impersonal uh, aspect of it, I, you know, you and I are in a room now, people are listening to us, but we can talk, we can and have an eye-to-eye -eye conversation. I think that uh, is indeed a, a lost art. I think maybe it should, you know, God made us relationship, relational people. I think it should, you know, all that stuff should be seen as an enhancement, not a replacement. Um, you know, we've talked many times about our fear or concern that, well, the service is recorded. I don't want to get the kids up. It should be more of a fallback, like, hey, we're sick or we're out of town because of those connections, those those one-on-one -on -one personal connections you make here at church, those are so important for you and for the other person. Yeah, it's that you hit it right on the head. I, I and I'm sure when you've made some calls to people too, it's well, we can just watch at home. And again, not a problem, you know, if there are circumstances that are allowing that. But uh, there's just something about being together with a group of Christians. <laughs> Even if it's that uh, annoying kid in the back, which is probably mine, uh, that's crying, or it's just something about being with fellow Christians uh, that it's kind of the strength in numbers, encouraging. So I guess I think about like uh, Lori's parent, grandparents; they would always love watching the fireworks on TV. <laughs> like it's, you're not getting the full effect. Yeah, um, you know, being in God's house for the connections for communion. All things. So we're not chastising anyone who, you know, well, this week we're going to watch online. Just again, I think we really want to focus on, you know, that's something that's an alternative if it live and in person is not an option, not an opportunity. And besides, who wouldn't want to see us, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Amen. <laughs> we're all tan now. Looking great. <laughs> uh, friends, we're going to take a, a quick break and then uh, we'll come back with some uh, members from our church, as well as some connections with our website and our new app. So stay tuned. Hey, this is Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you doing? This is Pastor Clark Schultz. Doing well, Pastor Clark Schultz. Good to talk to you. Brian is uh, with Final Web. So Brian, maybe give us a little bit of history here about uh, why we're talking, how you got involved with the, uh, the, the fine folks there at uh, Final Web, and uh, maybe give us your history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the two are, the two are pretty, pretty well married. I'm, I'm one of the founding members here at Final Web. Um, years ago, we're going back about 20 years, uh, some friends and I had a, uh, a, basically a web hosting company that we had started. Uh, as final web. And it was just kind of traditional web hosting where people could come in and, and, uh, and upload their own site. There was no site 
building tool or anything like that. Uh, and, uh, just sort of trying to get that off the ground. And as we were doing that, I was working for a large church, uh, here in Southern California where I live and the web, the, the web was becoming the web and, and becoming a necessity for all churches. And so, um, my, my church had, uh, commissioned me to build a website. And after, after we did that, uh, it started becoming a growing thing where different ministries were coming to me and saying, Hey, we need, uh, we need a new site for this. We need a new site for that. And so I was building different kind of subsites for all the ministries within this church. And it was uh, a little bit too much for me to handle. I was the only web guy. And so I created a system where those ministries could build their own sites within the church website. And, uh, and that was kind of the beginning of final web, as you know, it now, um, where people could sign on, kind of create their own website and manage it. And, and I uh, acquired permission from the church to, to sell the technology outside to other churches. And that's kind of how the whole concept as it is today was, was born. And then, uh, eventually we kind of connected up with, uh, with the wells and, uh, and started serving a lot of, the, a lot of the churches there. So question for you, what was like your Jedi training? Did you just have a knack for, for computers or was there something that you had your light bulb moment that said, all right, this is something I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life or maybe walk us through that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was a geeky kid, man. I was, <laughs> I was a, a geeky kid with a Commodore 64 years ago. And, uh, <laughs> and eventually that, uh, that grew into, it's funny I was, a, I was a music major or I was going to be. Um, and kind of going down that road and, and, uh, I had a, a foot in information technology as sort of a part-time job to get me through college. And, uh, that sort of became a, a growing love for me and seemed like a, a nice steady paycheck because there was such a need for it. Uh, and so eventually, you know, learned more and more, both on the hardware and software side, I kind of have some experience on the, on the hardware and networking side, as well as programming and and so it's a, you know, it's a, it's something that I love to do and I can, I, I'm, I'm happy, you know, outside playing sports with my kids. And then I'm happy geeking out over a new program for 15 hours straight. It's just, it's just the kind of person that I am. So, well, that's good. That's good. They always say you find something you love to do and you'll, you'll never work a day in your life. So it's awesome. Absolutely. What would you say has been your impact or at least what has final web looked at or seen you know, obviously, I always joke when Thanos snapped his fingers a couple of years ago and, and COVID hit, uh, maybe walk us through what happened with with uh, your your business. I, I can only imagine that probably uh, doubled, tripled, or maybe even you can give us a little more detail as far as uh, what what got you guys through with COVID and, and how your services helped other churches. Yeah, it, it's been a ride. I mean, it's been it's been interesting, and there's been there's been good and bad. Um, obviously, where we we were real concerned, like everybody was, when we saw it coming back in in you know, February March uh, uh, of of last year, and uh, we've had a number of churches and smaller organizations that haven't been able to pay, you know, and and said, hey, look, we've we've got to close down. They literally closed their doors because this happened. So we we did lose a number of customers, but of course we had a lot of churches that needed to get online with live streaming, uh, soup up their website and um, you know, develop mobile apps and and all those kinds of things. So so we did see a good increase in business from from that stuff. Um, some of that has dropped off, like some of the um, you know, the folks that went to live streaming have uh, a few of them have canceled the service, but the vast majority of them have kept it uh, because I think they're starting to realize it's, it's one of those things that a lot of churches wanted to do for a long time. And then all of a sudden they had to, 
And so uh, they, now that they have that infrastructure in place, it just sort of makes sense to have it there, even if it's just for a few folks sitting at home sick or, you know, new moms who aren't able to come in uh, uh, to, to worship. So, so live streaming obviously saw a, a big uptick and then, and then people really wanted to soup up their websites and instead of uh, neglecting them, which is an easy thing to do with, with any website, you just, once you get it up and running, kind of let it go. And, and it's not a great idea, but, um, but we're all busy people, right? So folks, uh, Brian is someone who, uh, he gets the award for patience here because, uh, we did a quick, complete overhaul of our, website and brian is also very instrumental in walking us through and helping with the app so maybe if uh, you could feel free to toot your own horn a little bit here and and uh, tell us what uh, folks with our church or maybe other churches as well can uh, expect from final web you know website as, as far as app and and all of the uh, past few months and i can't even count maybe a thousand emails we've had back and forth <laughs> well, it's, it's been my pleasure to help you guys out. And it's, it's the case with, with all of our customers is uh, we, we understand your needs. We understand not everybody comes in as an expert on everything. And so you're going to have a lot of questions. And that's that's good because the folks with the most questions are usually the folks that end up with the best and most up-to-date websites. And so hopefully through the process, uh, your congregation, as well as the people in your local area there, have a, a resource now that they can go to. Um, that is an enhanced sense of community where they can see uh, information up to date quickly. It's easy to navigate, easy to find, works well on our, all their devices. And we've hopefully given you a few different ways to get to some of the same stuff so you can find what works best for you, whether it be the app or the website and, and jump on there and, and, uh, and, and get your information quickly and, and, and even enhance the fellowship experience that you have there at the church. Yeah, we've already, again, had just a, a positive feedback. And I know this weekend we're doing our outdoor service and, you know, it, it may rain, it may not rain, but I, the push notifications to quote one of my members is, is like a, is a game changer that uh, in the past people would have to check email and, and maybe see or call the church. A little bit lighthearted here, Brian, you're, you said, where are you at? You're out in California. Give us a little bit of What's life like out in California right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's beautiful, but politically oppressed. But it's, it's uh, <laughs> but it's, it's good. We're we're getting by. Um, it's uh, I'm about thirty miles north of Los Angeles, and uh, the weather is. It's been actually a cooler summer, so it's not it's not too bad. I'm still up in the nineties and hundreds at times, but uh, but we're doing all right. You know, uh, it's interestingly that the. the um, uh, local uh, LA County Board of Supervisors voted against requiring vaccines to enter, uh, you know, lots of different types of businesses and, and, and such here, which we kind of thought that was going to uh, go the other way. And, uh, so that's that's a little bit of relief. I haven't been vaccinated, but I have had COVID, so my, my whole family has. So we've been kind of waiting on that vaccine a little bit, trying to figure it all out, uh, just like everybody, you know. But uh, but we're, we're we're doing all right. Anything else you had mentioned earlier that uh, any hobbies that you have just to connect our people with you that to know that you're uh, not just a geek behind the computer, but uh, what are some other things that you like to do when you're not uh, geeking out on uh, fixing websites and apps for uh, yours truly? Yeah, absolutely. No, I've got a bunch of things I love to do. My kids are both real into sports. My daughter plays volleyball and my son plays basketball. So I kind of am involved in those things with them. Uh, on my own, I actually lately my my biggest hobby for the last ten years has probably been Brazilian jiu-jitsu, 
Uh, so, so, uh, you know, three or four times a week, I, I, I go and get myself beat up pretty good. And, uh, and, and somehow I keep going back. I don't know, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That's good. So is that like, or help me out as jujitsu? Are you breaking boards or are you, uh, you know, you know, getting mind and, and body and focus or what, uh, what, what does that entail? Yeah, it's, it's more, it's more like wrestling or grappling. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty full contact the whole time. And, uh, and, uh, you know, there's a, there's a great school near where I live and, and bunch of really good guys that I get to hang out with. And, and some of the guys are guys from my church and stuff. So, so it's fun. We get to fellowship together and then we, and then we beat each other up and choke each other out when we're, <laughs> when we're in there. So, so watch so. out for season four or five of Cobra Kai. You're going to see Brian on there uh, <laughs> doing his thing. So awesome. Well, uh, again, Brian, we, we thank you for, uh, the, the time that you gave us it. Maybe if you have any advice for our younger listeners or tech people, maybe, uh, send us off with, uh, like what can uh, our our younger students think about as as maybe they're pursuing something that uh, you are doing now as a reality? Yeah, you know, be creative and and uh, and and work hard and and do a lot of research. Get good at research. I think that's maybe one of the best skills that you can find if you if you're looking to become a developer or a programmer. You know, um, um, just get good at research. And, and nowadays, it's not hard to do that. We all have many search engines at our disposal, and we're 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 kind of used to being those kinds of people. So, um, but just uh, research something until you figured it out. Stick with it. Be diligent. And and two, I would say this. You know, if if you have folks in your in your congregation there that need a site, we're not just church websites. We do lots of different um, businesses, nonprofits, and all kinds of stuff. So, if anyone there needs assistance with something like that we'd be happy to help them out, whether that's building the site for them or walking them through it, just kind of like we did with you. Um, we're here for you. Awesome. And again, I will attest time and time again that you are, you have the patience, at least I know of a saint for answering the 52 emails a day that I would send. So uh, thanks, Brian, and blessings to you and your family and blessings to uh, the work you do with, with Final Web. We are certainly appreciative of that here at, at Shepherd of the Hills. And and uh, God bless your uh, Labor Day weekend. Oh, thanks. You as well. Thanks for having me on. Good morning. And here we are with PC's Connections. And what an appropriate way to connect with you, our congregation, than to have the lovely ladies with us today, our member coordinators. Ladies, please introduce yourself so our congregation can get to know you a little bit better. Um, I'm Robin Crewald. I've lived here in West Bend for about 23 years. Um, I have three children, a 19-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 15-year-old, and um, love it here. Love it here in West Bend. Okay. And my name is Anita Marshall. I've been here also probably about 21 years. I have two children. My daughter will be 24 uh, this upcoming year, and our son is 17. And we absolutely love West Bend and all it has to offer. So, ladies, tell us a little bit about what is an actual member coordinator. I, I, I think I can put the words together, and it means coordinating members. But I think there is a little bit more that goes into it than that. Maybe you could explain what's going on in your world and, and uh, why we're here talking. So member coordinatorship is definitely something new 
um, as a piece in and of itself here at Shepherd of the Hills. Um, our biggest goal as a member coordinator is to basically reconnect and connect members together. Um, basically finding out who our members are, what they're about, what they're passionate about, and how we can get them connected more to their church and the opportunities that they can uh, tap into. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's really just about finding that passion within each member and then matching that to an area of opportunity uh, to service uh, at the congregation that is really going to impact them and uh, be a good fit. So how long have you ladies been on the docket, as, as you would say? How long have you been at this? Uh, behind the scenes, really primarily uh, for about a month and a half. I would say uh, for sure. Um, and when I say behind the scenes, it's really just kind of getting um, a real feel for where we are currently, you know, coming off of a year like we did last year and seeing where we are now, um, just kind of finding out really the the base, uh, getting a really good base as as far as where we are and who our members are and how much growth we've, we've had uh, actually in that last year. So you still have a little bit of that new car smell where you're... <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. And maybe you touched on it a little bit. Uh, and Anita, I know you've been here a lot longer than Robin and me. And maybe comment on how you've seen the church change uh, within the last decade and maybe how that's going to be a blessing and a challenge going forward. Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know, being here 10 years, we've seen where it was a much smaller congregation. And so the need was really there for everybody to help and contribute. And it was easier to know all of our members. And as we've continued to grow and expand at such a large rate, um, it's really been a challenge for us as a congregation to make sure that those new members are brought in and helped and, and given opportunities for service uh, where before, you know, the same people are doing that just because it's easier um, and we just don't have the time maybe to, you know, show somebody new how to do something or the way we do things here. Uh, so it's been a great, great opportunity for us to see all of the, really the opportunities to bring those new members in and, and in, encourage them to participate in, and feel that they have a voice here. Yeah, one of the things we've discussed, and at least I, I'm coming from it from a high school background and having children who are teenagers, we've always said that to get involved when you're in high school, it is something that it, you develop community and you develop, uh, this is kind of my own and my family. And I'm, I'm imagining you're, you're saying to our listeners out there too, the same thing that you know, get involved, find something that you're passionate about and uh, make Shepherd of the Hills even more your home. Awesome. Ladies, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the opportunities or ways that people can get in touch with you or vice versa and what your plan is going forward to help us connect. We'll be right back. And we're back with uh, Nita and Robin, our member coordinators. And during the break, we were just talking a little bit about what it is a member coordinator does as far as what we can do to, to assist these ladies. 
ladies, tell us what uh, what are you looking for? What can we, as pastors or even members who have now close to a seven eight hundred member church, help and assist those so they don't get lost and are asking, what can I do to help? I can take this. Uh, I think for our current members, the biggest thing you can do for us is check your email and respond to your email. Uh, Robin and I are going to be going through and reaching out to every single member, verifying uh, you know, what they've told us they're passionate about, that that's still something that they're passionate about. If they have new interests, identifying those and making sure that we know the ways that they want to help uh, contribute and serve within our congregation. So as we reach out to those, the sooner that we get those responses back, that just allows us to update that information and communicate one-on-one with each individual member. And then, of course, we're going to be doing the same thing on all our incoming new members to identify uh, the areas that we can uh, connect with them and connect them to other members about things that they're passionate about. So you had just mentioned that, and let's say I'm either Joe veteran member, Joe new member, and I'm like, okay, I heard the lady saying something on the podcast. I'm kind of a, a guy that's into construction. I'm not really, I'm terrible with a hammer, but I'm saying I, I, I have someone who is, uh, I heard there's something about maybe some maintenance repair on the the, the building. Who, who do I contact? What do I do? So maybe walk us through the process if I'm that member on what we exactly need to do. Uh, Anita, you had said email. Is it, are you ladies here on site or or what what is it that we need to do to, to get those members connected? Yeah, I think uh... First, if we have a project, we're going to be using that database to reach out to you and say, hey, we have some carpentry needs. But if a project comes up that you're interested in, absolutely reach out to us. And the best way to reach us, because we do work remotely, um, is through our email address. And that's memberconnect at southwisconsin.com. You can also connect with us. Uh, There's a link on the church website where you can click click right directly to our email for that. Uh, and that's probably the best way for you to connect with us and us to connect you with an opportunity of service that's of interest to you. So now you had said reaching out. So what can our members expect? Is this going to be, uh, you're going to be like door-to-door vacuum cleaner salesman beating down <laughs> their doors? Or, or what can our members expect if all of a sudden they see your area code pop up and they're like, don't answer. Uh, how uh, how are we making this something that the members aren't, uh, I don't want to say uh, afraid of, but at the same time, an inviting process for them? Well, I can tell you that when we're calling you, um, we're really just no or want you to know, we're just looking for confirmation of information. We're not trying to solicit anything from you. We're really just, (laughs) we're really just trying to get a verification of who you are and what you, what your involvement is and what your involvement wants to be. And um, just basically asking for information that you may or may not have already provided to us and just getting clarification on that. So don't run the other direction. Don't hang up the phone. And if it's three voicemails later, I probably will call again, but it's only because, and truthfully, we care. We we want to know. We care about our members and we care about how best to serve our members. And we want our members to do and feel like they feel they can do something to serve their church also. Yeah, you touched on two points there. I think, number one, the, the fact that many hands make the work light. And Anita, you had said it earlier. We 
we've had this in the past where the same people are doing the same thing over and over again. Now, God bless them mm -hmm. uh, and their servant heart. But at the same time, I've only been here three years and I've seen that burn people out. Mm -hmm. And so we don't want that to happen. We want other people uh, to, to be involved. And, and the second thing, too, would be this rapid growth that we've had. Sometimes people can get lost in that shuffle. And at the same time, keeping up to date our records, I've I've uh, ashamedly made calls on people that A, aren't members anymore, or B, uh, on a serious note, maybe a spouse has, has passed on and those records haven't been updated. So I know you have a lot of work ahead of you as far as getting all of that done. We appreciate uh, what you're doing. We'll be right back. And we're back here with Robin and Anita. And in the break, we were just talking about the diversity, which is a good thing of our, our church. We have younger, we have older, we have everywhere in between. And maybe comment, ladies, on uh, the challenge and the blessing going forward of how do you communicate? Maybe you have someone that is younger, but they pride themselves in having uh, 700 unread emails. And you're saying email is the one way to get in touch with them versus uh, maybe the older person who is, uh, I don't own a smartphone, I don't know what a smartphone does, and you can help me out here. What, uh, what are we doing to help with that? So uh, opportunities, first and foremost, is, of course, the launching of the app for, for people that are probably um, more on the Tech savvy. tech savvy way of doing things and have that, you know, have that phone actively with them all the time to be able to tap into and find out what's really going on. Um, so I highly encourage anybody who hasn't downloaded the app to please do so. Uh, it's, it really is very, very handy to have that available and at your convenience, look at things. For those that aren't as tech savvy um, and don't like having to worry about reading email or having an app because they don't have a phone or whatever it is, um, that's when you can just reach out to us physically if you see us in church and ask questions and have things explained or, you know, request when maybe we do call you um, and follow up with you on how best to communicate with you that you would prefer having something mailed to you or, um, you know, um, would, would like a paper copy of something just to have. Um, definitely share that with us also so that going forward, we know exactly how best that works for you in communication. Yeah, we're trying to get away from the, well, no one ever told me that when we, uh, I understand life is busy, but a lot of times some things do slip through people's eyes if they were in Shepherd Watch or uh, was announced in church or on a PowerPoint or, or something along those lines. So uh, again, I think it goes back to what you said. We're doing it because we care if we're getting this information to you, not because uh, we want to, to annoy you. But again, it goes back to that idea of our servant attitude and all of us in this together and working uh, to build up the body of Christ. Uh, so big things are coming up here in the next couple weeks. Uh, Pastor Stroh, who uh, isn't short on attachments on emails or... <laughs> No, he uh, is not. Pastor Stroh, if you're listening, we, we love you. But uh, I, I've i read shorter books like Moby Dick than the emails you send out. So, uh, But uh, ladies, if you could comment on what's going on and how our congregation can be connected through uh, the crossroads that we have coming up. 
So I was actually a really great um, person that was asked to start on getting a lot of those pieces together. So um, it was really exciting for me um, to provide Pastor Stro a lot of information about how our growth of our congregation is going. And now we would love to have the participation from our congregation members. Um, September 24th, 25th, and 26th, we have what we call phase two of our crossroads on-site analysis. And basically what we are needing are um, some members to come in and participate in what uh, is called a pulse group. Uh, it's kind of basically just a fancy name for a question and answer session on certain things that um, have happened or are going on uh, at church and to get um, the viewpoints of members from all over, you know, for um, five years, 10 years, a year of, of being a member here and, um, you know, see what they see and get an idea of what they see and how best to use that information to be able to look at the ultimate goal, which is, of course, to um, add on here at Chapel of the Hills and be able to um, hold more of those bodies that can come to church every Sunday. Yeah, and I, that was something you ladies mentioned in, in the break that I think it was, and that's one thing I love about uh, Shepherd of the Hills. There's excitement, there's enthusiasm. People get behind a project. Uh, I know building was was on the on the brain, and and then uh, COVID hit, and then it became I think a cart before the horse. And yeah, we need to build, but the pause button was hit. And I think that's where your lady's hard work is coming in with, especially to this pulse group so that we can kind of put the horse first, then the cart, and then kind of go forward with our building project that way. So for the folks that are, why aren't we building? Uh, this is where you need to be uh, in September and uh, where you need to be to uh, help us going forward. All right. so. Any final thoughts before we get a little silly here today and and talk that uh, we can get to know our, our member coordinators? I, I'd say just really don't be afraid to communicate with us. Uh, check your communication that's coming out to you, whether that be Shepherd Watch, the app. If you uh, follow us on Instagram or Facebook, you're going to get a lot of information there. Uh, and if there's information we need to know, we're here. We're here to help you and support you and connect you. Um, and so we want to hear from you. And friends, if you do not want these ladies bugging you in a fun evangelical Jesus-y way, <laughs> I'd reach out to them first. All right. Is that probably a safe way of saying it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. So ladies, tell us, um, we're going to have some fun questions here. Three questions. A, what is the craziest food? you have ever eaten? Crazy food. I am not a super adventurous food eater, but I did have turtle soup one time. I feel mm -hmm. like that was that was pretty adventurous. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> that turtle. is a turtle. Yes, that is about as adventurous as I get. Please don't say it tasted like chicken. What, uh, what did turtle <laughs> it soup? It did kind of taste like chicken. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was odd. Yeah, Very odd. I would agree there. For sure. Not, one and done. One and done. Okay, one and done. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you haven't already, what is one place that you and your spouse or you and your family would love to travel or go to? 
Ireland for sure. Uh, yeah, that's on my husband's bucket list for sure. Uh, yeah, Europe in, in general. So he has big goals. So Italy, Greece, Ireland. Sure. Yeah, a lot of history. All right. When you're not member coordinating, what are some other fun hobbies that our members may or may not know? I read everything. I read a lot. Um, so I love to talk about things people are interested in and read about things that I don't know about. Um, that's a big one for me. Um, and sometimes the crazier, the better, because, you know, s s lots of stuff surprises me, <laughs> I guess would be what I'd have to say. I'm also a big avid reader. I love to read. Um, I'm also very big into health and nutrition. So I love learning about um, just ways the body works and cool things about the body and how it functions or doesn't function. Um, so that's huge passion for me. Awesome. Friends, uh, I hope that uh, you get to have the 15 minutes of blessing that I got to have with Robin and Anita and reaching out to them and, and helping with our member coordinators in their wonderful ministry. And ladies, there's challenges, there's also blessings. And uh, again, on behalf of uh, Pastor Noel, myself, and all of us at Shepherd of the Hills, thank you for the work you do and God bless the work you do. And friends, we'll be right back. And friends, we're back. You have just heard from our lovely member coordinators, as well as Brian from Final Web, helping us connect as a congregation, whether it's face-to-face -face or on a screen. And we're going to connect right now with our Savior and Pastor Noel, if you could uh, lead us out with a little devotion here. Sure. Um, you know, connecting, <clears throat> excuse me, has been the theme. Just last night, I finished up a new member class with someone, and they were so excited about having that connection now with a group of believers and growing in their connection with their Lord. And we read through these verses from Hebrews 10. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Now it's pretty obvious. We hold to what God has said because we can trust it. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And being, you know, family is how we describe Christians. You could say team. We're there to, <clears throat> to encourage one another, to build each other up, to push one another in a, in a loving way. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And I think, that might be one of the biggest passages for being in God's house and being in God's word with God's people. We so often think about how we are encouraged. Our faith is built up, um, but realize with that comes the fact that we can encourage others, that we can be there to, to help fellow believers when they're struggling. We can be there to push them when necessary. Um, like iron sharpens iron. We're looking out for one another. And I, I guess that's why we're really pushing the connections this week to say that is so important for Christians. No man is an Island. No Christian should be an Island. Instead, we're working together as a body of believers to build each other up, to reach out to the community, and then all that to glorify our Lord. So, and this is that time of year, we got a lot of different opportunities for connections. What's going on around here? Well, I think... Uh, as an obvious segue. Yeah, you have, uh, you just finished your first midweek <clears throat> Bible class, correct? Yeah, we're doing, uh, it's called Back to Basics. And it's, we're basically taking people through the new member class that I've been using. And uh, I thought we were going to breeze through the first one. We spent 10 minutes on the first slide. 
Because it's just like, let's dig in. Let's see what God's word has to say. And you can just tell everybody was just so happy to be back. So if someone missed Wednesday, this first one, it's not like they're, you know, it's kind of like my sophomore geometry class. I miss one uh, class period and I'm done for the semester. Uh, they can pop in any time, right? Absolutely. Because each time it's going to be like, this was the basic plan of salvation. Uh, a couple weeks from now, it'll be communion. Uh, the week before that'll be baptism. So they very much can be self-contained lessons. And that's Wednesday in the sanctuary at, at 10, at 10 a.m. And then this Sunday, 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 uh, we're <clears> going <throat> back to our 8 and 1030 service. I'll be working with the public school confirmation kids and Sunday school will be kicking up. But what will you be doing? We're doing a you know, three or four week study. <clears throat> Everywhere you look, there's evolution talk. And sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> I don't think too many people interested in our church or too many of our members are like, yeah, evolution at all, just big bang that happened. Uh, and by the way, I didn't know this. A majority of the, of the, the United States doesn't believe it either. The majority doesn't believe in evolution. But anyways, um, I think what a lot of Christians struggle with, and I noticed that with a lot of people coming from maybe other Lutheran groups, is theistic evolution. Well, evolution happened, but God was behind it. And we're going to talk about because I've had so many people say, well, my neighbor believes that. What do I say? So we're going to have a study on, A, reminding ourselves what truly happened at creation and why it's so important, but then, B, why we can't accept that and ways that they can tell their friends to say, here's the biblical truth. Yeah, that's really, I mean, the devil 101 right there. You have God's word, but then just a kernel of yeah. of uh, false teaching in there to uh, just kind of send people down the rabbit hole. Uh, so that's happening Sundays, right? Yep. We usually start about 9, 10 and go to 10. There are... Um, if you have young kids, like one and two, we do have child care provided back by our offices. So great way to get away from your children and learn God's word. <laughs> and a couple other opportunities you've heard, obviously, our website, our app. If you haven't downloaded the app, please do that. That is a few other ways for you uh, to stay connected with us as a church, connected with Christ, and uh, a way for us as a community to grow. Anything that you got to add or say as we wrap this up? Oh, hey, uh, Sunday night. Yep. What's happening Sunday night? Uh, we're doing our, we'll call it Lutheran contemporary worship because it's not true contemporary. Uh, we try to change the format on where they is going to be playing. And I think this time what we're going to do is have, before each song, we're going to have a brief devotion, brief, um, and then a reading from God's Word to kind of just help us to appreciate the music that much more because of the messages being shared. And it's a totally different service than oh, yeah. what's going on Absolutely. in the morning, right? So people could come to both or if, I mean, we don't have to give Wells guilt if they're like, <laughs> I'm not coming to Sunday morning, I'm coming Sunday night. Yeah. And we switched it to not being on a communion Sunday. So people wouldn't have to miss that if they wanted to come to the night service. Okay. Awesome. Friends, family, it's great to see you. Great to hear you. Great to be with you. Uh, we're going to take a break here for a bit, and we'll be back in our next month session where if we haven't been canceled, who knows what